This is Paula Sordor, and you're listening to Ink and Pad, Poetry for the People on RML Radio, where real music lives. Listen and be inspired. Hello, Ink and Pad family. Welcome to episode seven. This is your host, Kayatana. It was a struggle getting here. We haven't been on for three episodes. When I tell you the title of this episode is apropos, honey, listen, life be lifing, okay? This will be an actually short episode. I just wanted to make sure I get something up so that I could get back in the groove of things. You know, I have some awesome interviews coming up. I'm interviewing more people. We're going to have about about four more episodes, perhaps. And then that'll be it for this season of Ink and Pad. But just to give you a quick rundown of what happened, right after episode six, if you haven't heard episode six, go and run that back and play it. You know, all the episodes are there. They're there on rmlradio.com. But right after episode six, about a month ago now. So in 2020, I had caught COVID. The world had shut down and nobody knew what was going on with this thing. And I mean, I was sick, but I didn't know I had that. You know, I'm not going to go into that long drawn out story. But as a result, I believe about a year later, I was diagnosed with asthma. So I'm new to the whole asthma thing. I've had asthma attacks, you know, but and, you know, I learned I was I learned I was allergic to all the trees and grasses that could ever be in California. <laughs> I still laugh to this day because a, um, a fellow poet told me, he said, Kayatana, you the earthiest chick I know and you allergic to the earth. I laugh at that to this day because it's so true. Tuesday after episode six, the winds kicked up. It started kind of a little bit Tuesday night and I had a small attack. I didn't realize it was allergies kicking up that was triggering it. So, you know, I took a little bit of my inhaler. Wednesdays, the the winds were winding, honey. They were doing their thing. It was whipping about and doing just all over the place. Well, my lungs didn't like that because we had such, we had such torrential rains over the wintertime. We have what's called a super bloom now. All the trees are pollinating and all the flowers are blooming and all the things are doing what they do. So, you know, the winds come and they blow all the pollen and they seed everything and child, y'all know how I go. Well, my lungs got caught in the crossfire and I didn't realize I was having as bad of an asthma attack as I was. I've learned my lesson since then. So I ended up um, in urgent care, had to get two breathing treatments and that worked. But then I had to be on a regimen of um, steroids and like higher, stronger medicines, three-in-one medicines. It was just a whole mess. So it took about a almost two weeks to recover from that, praise God, because that's the second time in life my lungs decided to do a tap dance on my soul. And then last week, you know, I was trying to catch up with all the National Poetry Writing Month well, that I was posting on uh, my Instagram page at Kayatana Writes, K-I-Y-A-T-A-N-A-W-R-I-T-E-S. So all of that stopped because I was just focusing on healing. And so last week I was just trying to catch up with everything as I, you know, I was my first full week feeling better trying to catch up with everything. So I said, let me get an episode. And then I decided to change the date and time. You notice this is up on a different date and time. The new date and time is Fridays at 8 p.m. 
it is very difficult, you know, leaving work. You know, if I have choir rehearsal, I have to go to choir rehearsal and trying to do all the things that I need to do to get the episode up, doing the middle of the week, trying to work on all of that. So the weekends are the best for me. Uh, We're now on Fridays at 8 p.m., That's basically what's been happening. So I'm going to share just a couple of poems that I have written. I'm going to keep it cute and short. A couple of poems that I have written in regards to, you know, life throwing curveballs. And I'm happy I kind of have poems for some of everything, you know. So this is a poem I wrote right after having COVID. I was finally healed. The Lord healed me. I was happy just to be breathing again. And this is called When Selah Exhales. I can breathe again. I can participate in a simplistically intricate dance that ballets between the space of an inhale and an exhale. Automatic and vital, a sacred act between creation and promise, between love and mercy, with the plie of grace and a reminder that God is consistently consistent. Each breath I take is a needed soul cleansing that heals lung constrictures, heart hurts, a co-washing of mental debris, tantamount to viral ideology, chipping away at traumatic residue. I need you to breathe. Inhalation centers your focus and exhales offer clarity and world peace just might depend upon your peace. This fire inside of you requires oxygen, the ignition to keep you going. And in this season, your license to startle the world with action and activism. You are at the crest of your realignment with God and knowing this race is not given to the swift, but to the one that endures. We must breathe. We can breathe. Our breaths are essential and needed assurance that all of this will be okay and necessary. And when Selah is exhaled, all of the crushing demands and rushed moments of the surrounding chaos will ease, if only for the moment. Remember to fill your lungs with life and just breathe. That's that piece. So that's a piece from after surviving COVID, praise the Lord. And I still find it appropriate for even this situation and that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode because as a poet you can literally take anything that happens and I'm sure you guys know this by now but mainly for the new poets who are just finding their voices just learning the ink in their pen just learning what their style is you can take anything that happens in life and turn it into a poem like here's a situation I did a poem in regards to finding clarity. Some things were going on. You know, my mind was jumbled and cluttered. So I wrote this piece called Clarity. I don't even know what year I wrote this, but okay. Moments encapsulated, slow motion, soft clouds, warm fuzzies, yesterday, second guest, chasing time backwards. I might could tell you how it went. Thoughts heightened and rolled in elements spawning spurs of creative peaks. I prefer life in a now-now time signature. Fingertips reliving, gifted goosebumps from deep rich timber rumbling in a dormant heart chakra resonating in my middle ear. 
skin recalling embraces and lingering aromatic musk and pheromone scents locks swinging in crisp sun drenched breezes and spirit open to messages from God. I just need my days in high definition. Every nook and cranny lithographed in at will reflections. Every prayer carefully crafted and sent. I need to know and not be told that I was there. That's that piece. You know, sometimes you just get in a muddled place and you're just grasping out for some light of, okay, I get this. Okay, I, I know where to start now. That's pretty much what was happening with that poem. So yeah, that was clarity. This particular poem is called It Is What It Is. I am a creative. I am a multimedium artist. So sometimes so many ideas download all at one time and I'm literally sitting there like, which one to do first? Which one to do first? And sometimes I get overwhelmed. You know, I recognize it as a gift from God. However, sometimes my mind just be going and it's like I can't do everything at one time. I can only pick up one paintbrush, one pencil, one piece of paper at a time and make something happen. So this was one of those moments where I was inundated with a lot of creative, creative things downloaded into my brain. And I just took out a pen and pad and started writing. <laughs> it is what it is. Thoughts swirl like cartoon stars, dizzy with questions. Pluck them one at a time. Making tangibles out of musings, I dare them to riddle me clueless. A God-given superlative gift as innate as blinking, sweating paint and crying beads. I sneeze glitter and ribbon my locks into love binders. My lashes paint memories from yester planetary happenings. You'd swear you were there taking samples from a past life featuring me. This beautiful burden could never be a labor of love. This right here be heartbeat. Glory be. Um, as I said earlier, you can turn any situation, any any happening into a poem. The last piece I want to share is a poem I had to, there are places in, uh, if you're in need of government assistance for a time, you can go there and basically you're sitting all day and, um, you know, you can receive assistance. Now, some people misuse the system. Me, I had to use the system for a hot minute when my son was younger. And when I was going through other situations, um, I needed it for a period of time. And, you know, I used it and I got off of it as soon as I obtained a job and I blessed God that it was there. But baby, you got to jump through hoops and all the things just to get that little piece of assistance. And I'm not ashamed of it because it, it makes uh, me who I am. And God had a ram in the bush, so to speak, during that time. And it carried me over the bridge of my troubles until I was able to stand on my own two feet again. So, But I was sitting in the county office and I was watching, just watching things going around, going on. Basically, I sat there and wrote this poem because it was just a whole lot, a whole lot of happening. So this piece is called County Business. Standing in line, following barked orders from shepherds leading sheep to statistical slaughter. Childhood freedom say toddlers can take naps under chairs and talk to strangers walking around them in circles. 
An innocent grunt and a demanding wail accessorizing crocodile tears falling from doe-shaped eyes laced with manipulations guarantee rapid movements to ensure baby is good. Happy Victoria's giggles stamped cute permeate pockets of tension-filled spaces. Loud with calculating thoughts ping-ponging off eggshell walls, fervent prayer of the desperate looking to fund rent, food, clothes, Vegas trips, visits to Khoishan, Tati, or Brad in the towers. Then there's Tenderoni. Her flip-flops are barely kept together, emitting contrived sniggles because somebody told her it was charming to anybody. Being on display and entitled not to work, making claims as to how she would be funded, losing any semblance of dignity in her wide, inviting gait, prancing around the office, brawless and brash, she is colloquial entertainment for those without smartphones. Bewildered newcomers inch into the door, bug-eyed and bothered, acclimating to wandering stares that stamp them foreign, frustrated and hopeful, waiting amongst women who look like what they are going through. Spilled muffin tops tell most of their stories, pushed out and left in the birth floor amid resentful verbal assaults, their lives wafting in suspense. She flipped her hair and I brushed off the tuft that fell onto my neck from her seat behind me while waiting to hear my name. I am not like them, but to them, I left something on the birthing floor. That's that piece. So I had the nerve to think that I was better than everybody in there, but that was the only way I could keep my, that was the way I coped. Thinking, not necessarily that I was better than them, but you know, just like, oh, I'm not like him. You know, this is not me. This is this is just a mean to an end. Baby, you tell yourself some of everything just to get through the moment, to cope with the reality of what was happening at the time. I learned some hard lessons during that period. I learned some things about myself. I learned some things about other people. You know, basically, we're all situations, one to two situations from being in a humbled position, if you will. So, yeah, that's that piece, county business. Um, So that is the end of episode seven, Life Be Lifing. Um, I just wanted to come and do a quick something, like I said earlier, to make sure that I am back in the rhythm of everything. I thank you guys for being patient. Remember, we are still in the throes of National Poetry Writing Month. Are you guys writing? God willing, I will share some of them before the end of this season of Ink and Pad. So we are on day 28. So the last three poems for this month. Day 28, write a poem about your biggest fear. Day 29, Write a poem to your brother or sister. Day 30, which is the last day, write a poem to the month of April. Okay. Again, prayerfully before Monday, I will have all of the prompts up in my stories on Kayatana Writes. The prompts posted in the feed. You can go there and look at it as well. Again, the page is at Kayatana Writes. K-I-Y-A-T-A-N-A-W-R-I-T-E-S. Thank you guys for being patient. Thank you guys for hanging out. 
Thank you for your love and support for those who are listening. I appreciate you. Spread the word and um, get your ink, get your pad, y'all, and write on. Toodles. Hey, y'all. This is Tom Lindy, artistic director and founder of the Tom Lindy Academy. You just tuned in to Ink and Pad Podcast. Listen, you don't want to miss the next episode. Stay tuned.